Good morning, everybody. I see some faces popping in. I will really appreciate if you guys can confirm that me and hear me clearly. Uh, it takes a little bit for the chat to refresh, so I want to trust the universe that everything is working well. Hey Himanshu, how are you? Hi Sarah, thank you for being here. Hello everyone, hello Shari, Leslie, yes to both. Thank you Leslie for confirming. Uh, I have to say guys, I'm really, really excited for today's session. Uh, good morning, Christine and Deborah. Uh, hi from Germany. Can hear and see you perfectly, amazing. Uh, hi Jody. So guys, uh, if you don't know me, my name is Emilio Jose Garcia. I am the co-founder of KW Professional Organizers. And my passion in life is to uh, share about organization, minimalism and self-care to help you create an amazing lifestyle. Okay. And today's topic is, uh, Cristina, sorry that you missed the last session. Um, saludos from Mexico. Hi, <laughs> I'm originally from Spain, so I speak Spanish too. Uh, so you will notice my accent. But yeah, so if you are new here, I am live every week, normally Tuesdays and Fridays at 10 a.m. at this time. And I always share about topics that are relevant on, on organization, minimalism and self-care. And I always ask you guys the, the topics that you want to hear next week. So stay tuned for that because I normally take notes. And this actually came from, from a request. And I am very excited about this session today because we are going to do something a little bit more spiritual. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of uh, meditation and we're going to really tap into our emotions, really tap into everything that comes up when we are trying to declutter, physically speaking, right? And I just want to let you know that it may seem like a waste of time for some people to do this, but I have seen so many people failing at decluttering, getting stuck, losing motivation, losing patience, lacking clear communication with their loved ones, lacking clarity about what to do, how to do it, lacking the confidence of what's next. Hi, Juliana. Hi, Linda. So it's so important to get you in the right mindset. The mindset is the first thing that you need to do this journey. If you don't have the right mindset, if you don't have the confidence, if you don't have a clear goal that is inspiring to you, you will not be able to move forward because you will get stuck with the, the process of, of the decluttering, all the emotions that are coming up. And that's another one. Emotions are going to come up, guys. They are going to come up. And you have to know how to manage them, how to process them, how to digest them, how to cope with them. These emotions can be a wide variety of emotions can be uh, can be confusion, can be emotional attachment to something that was from a loved ones that is not here anymore, could be guilt about items that you bought and you set the intention to use them, but you never did. And you feel guilty because of the money you spend, because of the space that is taking, because you didn't fulfill your intention. Uh, and maybe life changed and it's not important and relevant anymore, but those emotions are going to come up, okay? And this is why this session is going to be very, very powerful 
very very helpful to help you with mindset to help you with motivation with clarity uh hi violeta from new york uh so important okay so before we get started and just allowing a few minutes for people to show up uh, so far we have it says here seven meditators but i don't know if that number is correct whatever it's very very important to 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 set the space okay to set the intention and to get in the mood and today what we are going to be doing requires a little bit of like getting grounded coming to the present moment and i want to share some of the things that i do that i'm pretty sure you guys have your own way of doing it but setting the environment setting the the atmosphere setting the mood setting the intention is so important to get your mindset to to get you relaxed so having a, a, a simple candle uh it's very helpful for me it's like the fire element uh, i just have it beside me sometimes and it really helps me kind of set the the atmosphere uh if you can see behind me like i have a copy of our book because i'm proud of it and every time i see it it reminds me of of my accomplishment uh, i have this little this little thing that that my, my wife samantha got me right and it's a very simple like little van with with a trailer but every every time I, I look at this i feel i feel playful i feel feel uh i i tap into the playfulness in me i tap into that adventurous emilio uh it reminds me of uh the trips that i have done it reminds me of a lot of experiences i, I had in different countries and, and here in canada too so little things that you can display that can set that environment. I also have my singing balls today. Uh, I have the little one and I have the big one. And some of the things I do with the singing balls is oh, I play them, of course. <laughs> okay, they make an amazing noise. Uh, but some of the things that we also do, my wife and I, we do what we call burning ceremonies. And basically um, a burning ceremony for us, I mean, I'm pretty sure there are many different ways of doing it, but what we do is we, we have a piece of paper and then we write down the things that we want to let go in our lives. And majority of the times those, those things are emotions, are um, habits that we have that we no longer want them, things that we are trying to change. So we write them down in a piece of paper and then we put them in the bowl and we actually do a little ceremony. We, have, we do some candles, maybe we go outside, we have a little fire or maybe... And then uh, sometimes we do it together, sometimes I do it with friends online, sometimes I do it myself. But then I burn that piece of paper and then I actually set the intention of why am I trying to let in this go? What do I want to bring in in a change of that? And how do I want my life to, to, to progress, right? I'm setting the intention. And doing a burning ceremony is something that helps me. It's a little practice. Again, there are so many different practices that you have, but it's important that you have some sort of routine, some sort of ceremonies to help you connect with yourself okay if you guys are interested in doing a burning ceremony together uh, i can do that next week if you guys want if that's something that resonates with you we could do one together and, and then you can see how it looks like uh, but today i think right now it says 48 meditators here so we're gonna do a little meditation this is a clutter visualization meditation okay uh rue says yes please <laughs> okay uh Anyone else is interested? Nice idea to burn the things you want to let go. Again, I don't want you to set the, the house on fire, okay? So don't do this anywhere in your house or on the bed, anything like that. Don't be crazy. But it's just, you can in a, in a bowl, 
you can do it outside. You can just have a fire and put it in there. You can do it in the barbecue. <laughs> Honestly, you can just do it whatever you want, but it's just the intention and you don't even have to burn it. You can also like uh, strip it very smallly and maybe bury it in the ground or maybe just let it go with intention. Maybe you have a lake around you. You can throw it in the water. Uh, maybe you can just put it in, in the recycling, but it's just the intention that you're putting behind. It doesn't matter how the ceremony physically looks like. What really matters is your intention. Okay. This is like when you are making a wish, there are so many ways of making a wish. You can throw a coin in a pond. So now people are putting locks in verandas. Uh, some people are like, I don't know. There are so many ways of making a wish, right? But it doesn't matter the way the universe is going to listen to your intention. It's not going to see the physical action that you are doing. So to do this meditation, I have three options for you guys. Okay. Option number one, while I do the meditation is just silence. Okay. Option number two is playing the singing balls. I have this one and I have this one. Okay. So I have two different sounds. Option number three is uh, playing a little bit of mellow ground music that sounds like this. Wait a second. Sounds like this. Okay. So number one, silence. Number two, singing balls. Number three, mellow music that sounds like this. I can turn the volume up or down as you need. What option do you guys prefer? I'm going to look at the chat and the more numbers I see, that's the one I'm going to choose. Love the music. Okay. So the music is playing. So I can even add some singing balls on top of the music if you guys want. So far I have music. Any other preferences before I start? Number two, singing balls. Singing balls. I have. Wow. I have sing. Okay. I think singing balls are the winners. You guys want singing balls on top of the music or just singing balls? <laughs> this is actually the first time I'm doing something like this here live. So I'm very excited and, and kind of playful about this, this session today. Just discovering ways of doing this and letting things flow naturally without uh, number two, number two. Okay. So, okay. So I'm going to do the singing balls. Okay. Forget about the music. Sometimes in life, guys, and, and this also applies for, for decluttering, uh, there is so much that we can control and there is way, way, way more that is not under our control. Sometimes you have to trust that things are going to work the way they are supposed to, and you have to accept and embrace that. And this happens to me every time I do something new, if I am scared, if I am anxious and I don't let things flow because I'm trying to control them the result is going to be very, very uh, pulling teeth, right? It's going to be very like stressful. It's going to be a very stressful decision. But if you just let things flow and you do your best, of course you do your best, but you know that doing your best is the best that you can do. And there are so many other things out of your control that you just can't control, but you just have to flow through them. So this is happening to me right now in this session, for example, I really have a lot planned. I don't know how things are going to go and I don't care. And I, I'm not worried about it because I trust that things are going to work the way they are supposed to. When you are doing your decluttering, sometimes it happens the same way. I can tell you that so many times, guys, I have stepped into houses 
our process to work with people call us they sent a few photos we don't normally do free consultation anymore because we had so many requests so we are stepping into homes that we have never been in before we have only seen photos so when we are stepping in there we have no idea what we are going to find we have we understand what that person needs and wants but we don't know realistically how everything is going to unfold and so many times synchronicity monica absolutely synchronicity we are there because this person trusted us to facilitate this process for them and we trust call it the universe call it the energy call it uh, synchronicity call it whatever you want we trust that us doing our best and us at the same time letting go and actually flowing through the energies and through the situation that is happening that's how magically so many times everything is a success the session ends up in a way that no one expected the client is fascinated we are saying again <laughs> the same thing happened and we don't have words to define how that happened so many times we don't have that control but you have to have the same mindset okay? you have to have the tools you have the connection with yourself with that goal that you are aspiring to but you cannot make every step of the way because you will not be able to do that and if you try to do that it's gonna you're gonna fail and you're gonna be disappointed and then you're gonna open the door to a lot of emotions that are not gonna be positive for you so i invite you to trust the process i invite you to flow through it okay try to learn as much as you can Try to really listen to your body, to the emotions that are coming up. Everything that's coming up for you during this meditation, even if it's painful, even if you don't like it, it is necessary for you right now. Okay? So I invite you to embrace it. I invite you to don't judge anything that comes up. Don't beat yourself up. Just observe it, become aware of it, and let it sit there. Let it be in your space. You need to be there, guys. Don't block it because if you block it, it's gonna still be there and you are not gonna be able to move forward until you actually embrace it okay so let's get started with the meditation okay so i want you to get in a comfortable position okay just sit down you can lay down if you want to if that's an option for you i want you to close your eyes is going to help you visualize and really get into this exercise so please i invite you to close your eyes i want you to think about the space where you live you might want to think about a particular room maybe a room that causes you a lot of stress or a room that you spend most of your time in this might be your bedroom, your living room. It could even be your storage area. I want you to imagine yourself standing in the middle of the room. Slowly turning around to see everything in it. Just take your time as you look around the space. Take a few, take a few seconds. 
start in one corner of the room and do like a wave, a 360 degrees wave. Just start turning around, looking at everything that's in the room. Think about how much discomfort you feel while visualizing this room on a scale of zero, that means no discomfort, and 100, that means the most discomfort. What's your number? Is it 50? Is it 60? Is it 20 and you feel great? Is it zero and you feel amazing in that space? Think about how you are feeling as you stand in your room. These feelings might be negative. You could be feeling anxious, fearful, embarrassed, ashamed guilty, disgusted, confused, overwhelmed, pressured, disoriented, maybe hopeless, maybe depressed, frustrated, discouraged, everything is welcome here. This is a safe space and if you are experiencing any of these feelings, it's because they are necessary for you right now. Just accept it. They are here for a reason. You don't need to understand why yet, but you have to acknowledge them you have to observe them and you have to let them be in there. Feelings might be positive too. You could be feeling happy, pleased, relieved, comforted, hopeful, maybe proud. Just take some time to explore how you feel. Just connect with your emotions. I invite you to just deep breathe at the same time, just relaxed, really, really your emotions. Breathing will help you connect with any tensions that you may have in your body. And many times those tensions are a result of our emotions. Maybe your shoulders are tight. Maybe your back is hurting. By you becoming aware of it, by you breathing into that area and visualizing what's going on there, you will become aware of why that's happening. Just stay in that room. Keep looking around observing what you are feeling.
possibility to change your reality, to change how you feel, to change your physical environment so that your mood, the activities that you do can change, the communication with your family members can change, everything is possible here. Next, think about your th- think thoughts might be mine. Could be thoughts like, this is ugly. I will never find anything in this mess. I buried treasures in here. It will only take me a little while to clean this up. This is really a very pleasant room. It's not so bad. Think about this link between you and between your feelings and your thoughts. Just connect with them. Now I want you to think about that same space, but visualize that the clutter is not gone, but that everything is organized and put in its place. There is no clutter. Everything that you wanted to keep is still there, but organized and put in its place. I want you to visualize what does this room look like now? Just allow yourself a little bit of time to really visualize how does that room look like? Clutter furniture tops? Is the floor free from clutter with only rugs and furniture? As you visualize this uncluttered space, consider what you can do with this room. What kinds of activities could you engage in? What does your furniture look like? How would you decorate this room? tap into that vision really connect with how you feel now in that new space a space that facilitates all the activities that you want to do a space where you feel just relaxed when you come in a space that makes you feel space that you want to invite everybody over to hang out with you. How uncomfortable did you feel while imagining the room this way? Zero, no discomfort, and 100, the most discomfort that you have ever felt. was that number and what is it now 
is possible. If you really think about it, they are just physical things. They can be moved around, they can be given to someone else if you don't no longer need them. They can be just in the same space but on a different way that is more accessible to you, that is less frustrating. space Lisa or is this the second space I would like to invite you guys now to to really really share in the chat in the chat um, I will really want to know what came up for you guys during this meditation so Lisa you said the first one was 85 and are you happy to share what the second one was uh, was it lower was it higher how did you feel and anyone in the chat, please uh, don't be shy. This is a safe space. Nothing gets recorded here. Um, 75, then five. Uh, amazing, Juliana, that's a huge transformation. Wow. Lisa says 20, so she went from 85 to 20. It's 80, then 20. I just want you guys to notice how the change. This is real people. We just spent a few minutes doing this, probably 10 or 15 minutes only, helping you 87 then zero. <laughs> Thank you guest. Just imagine the huge change that you guys are experiencing. 60 to 25. Thank you Ruth for sharing. And this only happened in a few minutes of being intentional. In a few minutes of allowing yourself the time to visualize what you really want. 70, 30, 50, then three. This is great, this is amazing, mind-blowing. So I wanna ask you guys, from this space that you are now, after being able to experience and really feel with your body, not with your mind, with your body, 
how you feel in that space that is possible, how likely are you now to feel inspired and motivated to actually do the process? You don't need to know how to do the process yet, but your mindset, your energy levels, your motivation, when you tap into that visualization of that finished space, how do you feel? Hard to really visualize the full change. That's okay, Kat. That's totally okay. Sometimes it takes a few of these sessions to get clear. And sometimes you have to actually get started with the process and you will not know what the final space is going to look like. And that's when I ask you to please trust the process, to please do your best in every step. Just that. You don't have to know everything. Just do your best in every step that you are taking. Just take the next little step that you can and you know. Uh, excited to do this, totally motivated, ready to go and tackle it now, 100% to 40, want my life back, pre-medical injuries. I hope, Linda, you get better soon. I create a vision board and of how I wanted my bedroom to look and it really helped me reach my goal. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing, Monica. I feel inspired. It feels possible when before it didn't. I've been working on minimalist living because over the years I've been acquiring things I want to get rid of. Thank you for sharing. Yes, getting started will help see better. Thank you. I love a simple space. Guys, what you are doing here is that you are allowing yourself a little bit of time to tap into a reality that is possible to you. It's possible right now. You just have to find a way to get there. But it's not about the process. It's not about the how-to. It's not about the, the steps that you need to follow. It's about you really wanting that. Because when you really want something in life, when you are 100% committed, no matter what, I am doing that. Even if you start one path and it doesn't work, what are you going to do? Stop and do something different. Doesn't work, stop and do something different. Doesn't work, stop and do something different. And you will find a way there. You will. My pantry is my next project. <laughs> Monica, a vision board will help. Amazing. Move from thinking it is cleaning out to creating a space for new things to come in to clear space, both physical and emotional. Yes, physical and emotional. I am motivated and inspired about the final look, but still don't know how to start and procrastinate from week to week. Christine, get started. You don't need to know how to yet. You don't have to have all the answers. Stop the perfectionism of wanting to really control what the final space is going to look like. Get started with whatever is clear to you right now. Okay? Maybe right now, the only thing clear for you is like, I want to get clear on what kind of activities I want to be doing in this space. Maybe that's your next step. Just do that if that feels clear to you. Listen to your body. Do this exercise. Uh, guys, I have this exercise as a recording on Inside Timer. You can listen to this anytime you want. Okay? So you can do this exercise over and over as many times as you need until you find the clarity that you need. And you don't have to have 100% clarity of how the space is gonna look like and have a drawing. Don't do that. If that doesn't come naturally to you, you don't have to do it that way, okay? You have to just get started with the next step that feels good to you. Uh, 
I just want to learn that sometimes I step into these kind of houses that I have never been in. I have no idea what's in that room. Sometimes the room is packed almost to the ceiling, guys. I have no idea what's underneath. I see, I have a quick glance and I see clothes, I see tools, I see papers, I see, and sometimes I feel overwhelmed. I feel like, oh my God, I have no idea what's in here. I have no idea what's gonna happen. And I start getting that overwhelmed that is starting to paralyze me, to really, really question, can I do this? Am I making a mistake here? What I do in that space is, I breathe, I stop for a second, okay? I deep breathe a few times. And then I look at the space and I tune to my body and I see what's the next step that I know I can do right now. And maybe it's okay, I see a bunch of clothes. I'm gonna put all the clothes together. And after I move the clothes, what's next? Okay, I see a bunch of papers. I'm gonna put all the papers together in this corner. And then after the papers are gone, okay, the next step, I see a lot of toys that belong together. It's a set of Lego. Okay, I'm gonna put all the Legos together. You see, I'm micro taking steps, micro steps. I have no idea what's gonna happen in the whole process yet, but I'm just moving forward with the little things that I have clarity about. It's like, imagine that you guys in, are in a dark room and you are trying to get out. You are trying to find the key and you are trying to get out of the room. The room is locked, you have no idea what's in the room and you only have a tiny flashlight, okay? And you are using the flashlight to try and find the key. If you want to light up the whole room and be able to see everything at once, you are not gonna be able to do that. And if you are not okay with that, you're gonna start feeling anxiety, you're gonna start feeling uh, scared, you're gonna start feeling a lot of things that are going to prevent you from finding the key, okay? If you take that flashlight and then you start shining slowly into places, you may look into the wrong place for a while, but when you keep going, being calm, breathing and just being aware of the the best thing that i can do right now with what i have and with my knowledge right now is keep shining the light until i find the key i have no idea what it is but i will find it because i just keep going right so you go with that tiny flashlight that only lights this much space and then eventually you will find that key and eventually you will light the key lock and then you will be able to open the room and get out of the room okay so that's the process Sometimes it's like that. You have no idea what the whole picture is going to look like, but you have to trust the process and you have to do what feels good to you next. Okay, micro steps. So uh, I'm on vacation in San Francisco and my week start as soon as I get home because I will feel refreshed and motivated. I missed that reference to the recording. Yeah, uh, Lisa, if you go to my profile on Inside Timer, you will see that one of the uh, we have is called Breaking Through Clutter, and it's just a meditation that we just did. And I'm planning on maybe recording this one again, uh, maybe a bit longer, so watch out for that. I will uh, upload it soon. One thing I do when I'm working on decluttering is to put on favorite music, spray favorite scents, and take breaks with favorite snacks. Amazing. Uh, Sherry, we all are unique and different people and we all have different ways of, of doing things. That's why I, that's why it's, it's not about the how-to because the how-to is going to look so different from person to person, right? It's about you having the right mindset and you being willing to keep trying things until something works. I am giving you the how-to in all these lives. I'm giving you the how-to in the recordings I have. I have courses. But until you tap into that vision, until you become motivated, until you are 100% committed to doing this, I cannot help. 
I cannot help yourself because you are going to start doing the how to without having the clarity, without feeling what you want to feel, without connecting with that future that you want to have. And then you're going to start facing emotions. You're going to start facing things are resistance. And if you are not 100% committed and 100% motivated, you are going to give up. And then this process is going to last for years, sometimes for 20 years with some people. They cannot move forward. Okay? So how do you deal with paper clutters? Uh, Lotus, uh, paper clutter is a whole thing. And this session is not meant to give you the how-to on every specific area because I also have a recording about dealing with your taming your paper monster, I think it's called. But if you look through my recordings, I cover all these topics in depth in a specific recording. So for paper, I normally, just a quick, I will take all the paper, gather all the paper together, and I will not do paper first. I will always leave paper until the end because paper takes a long time to deal with, okay? You wanna finish the physical space first. You want that space to be inviting, to be functional, to be nice that you feel well in it. And then once the space is good, that's when you papers out and that's when you have space to spread the papers out and then you have space to start creating your paper flow. Okay. I have a dust allergy and tackling dusty piles is a real challenge. Does anyone have some advice or best practices to share? Uh, sir, uh, getting help, getting someone else to do it for you, <laughs> uh, using gloves and using a mask, um, dusting uh, before you start um, yeah there are so many ways of, of doing this uh, I have never run into someone having so many issues with dust but I, I, I would say uh, what I will do if I were working with you I will probably grab all the papers myself dust everything as much as I can and then put the papers in a clean pile in a clean space and then clean the room dust the room make sure that the room is clean and then I will help you set the papers down on the floor or maybe on a table or on a counter and then i will start i will be dealing with the papers and you don't have to do that that's what i will do if i were helping you if you are doing this alone then i will say that try to dust as much as you can maybe wearing a mask uh, and then cleaning as much as you can before like touching the papers okay so um yeah so i want to do another exercise now so we have done the clutter visualization meditation that hopefully has helped you tap into that motivation that vision okay now i want to tackle when you are doing the decluttering process when you are assessing what stays and what goes uh from that vision that you had you will think about the activities that you want to do you will think about how you want to feel in that room and with that clarity and confidence you are going to look at your current space and then you are going to decide about the things that you have in that space so the first thing that you have to do uh take a uh, okay so o olivia says that she takes a uh, antihistamine 20 to 30 minutes before i start so that may be helpful for you uh don't let them get dusty or take a pile to open garage yeah just take the piles of paper to an open space that is clean and, and hopefully that will help you thank you so much leslie for your donation uh, just a reminder guys uh, if you are enjoying this session if you are finding value uh, you can support me by by giving me a, a, a donation donations support my time uh, I take a lot of time to prepare these sessions and to be here with you live so I will appreciate I also have to pay bills and, and take care of my family so if you find value only if you find value and you feel inspired I will really appreciate a donation and other ways that you can support me is by following me 
by, by writing a review uh, and then by sharing this content with any person that you think may benefit from it. It's always about having a win-win situation, okay? Only if it feels good to you, only if you can, and only if you feel inspired to do it. Just listen to yourself and then act accordingly, okay? So once you start doing the decluttering and then you have to decide about what stays and what goes, you are going to face a lot of emotional triggers, a lot of emotional stuff coming up for you. And I have a set of questions to help you become more confident to help you find a clear answer. Yes or no? Is this staying or going? And I just want to share them with you and I'm going to read them slowly. Yeah. Are we going to discuss emotional clarity? Yeah. That's what I'm going to be doing now. Okay, Deborah, I'm going to start with the that are going to help you decide. And then after we can dive deeper into the emotions that can come up and hopefully uh, you can resonate with them. Thank you so much guys for your donations. I really, really appreciate it. Um, so I'm going to, for this, I'm going to play a little bit of music because some people wanted the music. Okay. There you go. A little bit of music. And then I am going to read the 12 questions. I want you guys, thank you so much, uh, Osiris, for your, and Sarah for your donations, and Juliana and Leslie, I really, really appreciate your support. Uh, so I invite you to just sit comfortably or lay down, okay? Close your eyes, and I am going to share you, I am going to share with you 12 questions to ask yourself when you are letting go of difficult and sentimental items. Remember to go back to that place of visualization, that place of motivation. Tap into what you want to see as an end result. Visualize that finished space that you have. Visualize the activities that you are going to be able to do. Tap into how you feel there. And from that space of motivation, from that space of like feeling great, I want you to ask yourself, if you are facing something that is difficult to decide about, you will ask, do I need it or I just want it? Okay. Second question, does this item match my goals? Remember that you can have a lot of things in your life physically speaking, but you can also have a lot of activities that you want to do. Think about the activities that you want to do and think about how you want to feel and think about the lifestyle that you want to have. And then go back to that item and ask yourself, does this item match my goals? It can be a beautiful and expensive item that doesn't match your goals and is taking space. If that's the case, I think you have a clear answer of what to do. You can sell it, you can donate it, you can give it to someone. Do I want to create a home for it? This is a very important question when you don't have enough space for all the things that you want to keep. Just ask yourself, do I want to create a home for it? Do I want to designate space for this item? 
Next question. Is it easy to find another one if I need it? This is very essential for items that are very inexpensive, that maybe you no longer use them, and you are just saving them just in case. And especially for items that are big and bulky. If they are easily accessible, if they are not expensive, and right now you don't need it and they are taking a lot of space from you, just ask yourself, is it easy to find another one? And if the answer is yes, then you know what the answer is going to be about that item. Next question. Can I manage without it? If that item were to disappear, can you actually live without it? A trick that you can use if you have extra storage space is you could put that item away from the space that you currently have it. You can put a label with a date and you can put a reminder on your calendar. Maybe for a month from now. This only if you have the extra space. So you are not letting that item go. You are not feeling the anxiety of letting that item go because maybe you are not sure. So it is in your house, but it's not in that fit space. Maybe you are decluttering the kitchen. You have a big and expensive appliance that you no longer use, but you are unsure on, on how your life is going to look like if you get rid of it. The in-between step can be to move that appliance somewhere else, maybe the attic, maybe the garage, maybe the basement, maybe the, your storage unit if you have one, and put a reminder on your calendar. And if one month goes by or two months go, go by and you haven't used it, you have a clear answer on what to do with it. Next question. Do I love it? Guys, if you don't love something, let it go. If you don't love something and you don't use it, you can let it go. Give yourself that permission. Are the time and storage costs worth it? Just think about that. Every physical item that you have requires your time, requires your attention, requires storage space. And just ask yourself, is, are the time and storage costs worth it? Especially for those of you with storage units. I help people with storage units. They pay a lot of money every month. And they just don't want to do the math. They are losing money. So this question can help you answer that. Am I keeping it because of guilt? This is the next question. Are you keeping this item because you are feeling guilty? This comes up when you make an expensive purchase. For example, I see this happening a lot with uh, exercise equipment. It's very big, it's very bulky. Uh, you made an intention with yourself that you wanted to exercise more. You paid a lot of money for that machine and now it's sitting there collecting dust and taking space that you need for other things in your life. But you just cannot let it go because you are feeling guilty. So. If you are feeling guilty about it, I invite you to explore that guilt. I invite you to embrace it, to really accept it, and then be clear with yourself. If you have an exercising machine, for example, just be clear. Are you going to start an exercising practice right now? Or is that, is that just not a priority for you anymore? Or maybe you do the exercise outside of your house. Maybe you did try, but just being in the bed it's just not appealing to you. 
maybe you could change that machine into the garage. Some people actually do that. They use the garage as a gym. They feel better there. The air is different. They can open the door. It's just different. Okay? Am I keeping it because of guilt? Remember. And uh, these questions, you can find them in a specific recording I have. And you can shoot me an email. And I am very happy to send them to you guys if you want. Just type Emilio Jose Garcia on Google and you will find me very easily. Just connect with me and I will send it to you. Will Next question. Will a picture of it not meet my need for it? This is really, really helpful with emotional items. Okay. When you have a big, especially big emotional items that maybe belong to your grandfather, to your parents, to a person that you really loved and that person is not there anymore, uh, you just don't want to let it go because you feel that if you let that item go, you are letting go a part of that family member that you love so much, right? Sometimes taking a picture of that item can still bring the memories, but you don't have to physically keep that item. I have seen this happening with a table and chairs, with a huge china sets, with a couches, with a items that are normally very big that are majority of the times out of style so no one really wants them anymore and then they end up in in the family member that has the more space in their home <laughs> and then that family member is then they have to make the difficult decision right uh, of letting it go because they no longer want they don't use it and the only thing they are keeping it for is because they are feeling guilty or because they are still grieving they are still in the grieving process right of that family member passing away so will a picture of it not meet my need for it just think about it it's a great option getting rid of it has to be able to come take it away <laughs> yeah Pol uh, Paula Paula is saying getting rid of it is a big problem someone has to be able to come and take it away Paula, what we do with that, that's a part of our service when we are helping people. We remove the things and people really find that helpful. But there are also a lot of thrift stores in our area that they have trucks and they will come to your place to actually take the items away from you. So that's an option. There are other websites that you can post them for free and people will come and get them for free. So there are a lot of different options that you can explore to get that item out of your house if you are unable to do it yourself. Uh, yeah, exactly. Next example, depending on your area, it will change. In our area, we have Kijiji. We have um, we have different ways of doing that. Okay. So um, next question. Is there anyone who may need it? This is something that helps a lot of people let go of emotional things. They place a lot of value on their belongings. They don't want them to go to waste, to go to the landfill. And these days, guys, there are so many ways of giving things to people who need them or donating things to stores where people are going to be able to find them very cheaply and they're going to be, those things are going to have a new life. And people love when, people love the idea of someone else loving and enjoying the things that they loved and enjoyed. So I find that when we bring this to the table to people who are facing difficulties, emotionally speaking, about things that they no longer need. When we mention someone else loving them 
us giving that piece a new life, they get really excited about it. So salvation, amazing. Facebook Marketplace, amazing. We have Kijiji. Uh, we have an app called Let Go. You can use eBay if you want to sell it. Or there are so many ways of doing it. Okay. This is a good one. The next question is a really good one. Am I keeping it to avoid something emotional? This is something that comes up a lot. A lot of the times when we are doing the decluttering and when I have the clarity of what that person needs and wants, and we face an item that doesn't match what they need and want, we then uncover something that is emotional. We uncover a deeper reason of why that person is feeling that way. And this is a huge awareness piece for that person. And this is something that so many people have called us. You are my therapist at home. And I'm not a therapist by any means, but they say that they have, their, they have their therapist that they go on a regular basis and have conversations with, but they don't have someone to come to their home. And guys, when I come to your home, I can see how you live. I can see very clearly, very quickly, your habits, your routines. And when I ask you a few questions, because I have so much experience doing this with so many different backgrounds and people and families, I can sense really quickly what's coming up for you. I can see your body breathing. I can see your face expression. And I know exactly what's coming up for you. I kind of, I have a pretty good idea of, of what you are feeling. So I will start asking empathetic questions about that specific thing. And I create a safe space, a container that I call it for that person to be able to process that emotion. Okay. So that's, that's the emotional aspect of the work that I do. It's not just physical, it's emotional. And a lot of times we use physical things to avoid something emotional. There is something emotional attached to that thing. And when you are facing that physical thing, you are just not facing the physical object. You are facing something else. This comes in like guilt because you bought something that you don't use, uh, something that represents a status for you. And if you let it go, it seems that you are losing a part of yourself, uh, something that you wanted to do in the past, but no longer is a reality for you. And maybe family members are blaming you or, or like making fun of you because you didn't do it. There are so many reasons of why some people feel that they don't deserve it. Uh, I was doing one session one, and I remember this person, uh, she was having trouble deciding about her calorie. She had one drawer for calorie. And she had a beautiful set of beautiful calories that she had in a different container outside of the drawer. And then she had a mixed match of, of calorie in the drawer. And this is a very clear example of that. We were doing this. We knew what she wanted. We knew uh, what her desired outcome was in the kitchen. And then when we were, when we got to that calorie piece, we started asking her questions. And then the underneath reason, emotional reason that came up for her was, I do not deserve using this set. Uh, this set belonged to my mom. We only use it in very special occasions and I don't have a special occasions. There are no occasions that are special enough for me to be able to use this set. So that's why I have it in a different way. So my work there was to question that, was to create a safe space for her to process that, that belief, to maybe change it if she wants to. I'm not here to tell you what to do or how to do it. I'm here to question everything that you are feeling and when I sense that something doesn't match what you wanted, I'm going to be your guide through that emotional grieving, emotional 
digesting, however you em emotional clearing, however you want to call it. Okay. At the end of the day, it's an energetic shift that is happening inside of you. For this woman, it happened by questioning herself. Yeah, wh why do I feel that way? Why can't I use this calorie for my day to day? Because my day to day is good enough for this calorie. So she embraced that new belief. She embraced that she deserves using that calorie on a regular basis, on a daily basis, because there are not extraordinary occasions. Every day is a special occasion. So after doing that, she even cried a little bit. I, I'm feeling emotional because I remember her uh, going through the process and it's something so simple, but she just couldn't do it alone. So she was able to break through that. And that's just one tiny example of something that can come for you with so many different things. Okay. Uh, so the last question, do I have more than one of it? <laughs> this happens a lot, guys. I do the decluttering. I start putting things out. And then we find five hammers, five pairs of scissors, 15 bottle openers, uh, 20 water bottles, stuff like that. Like sometimes I find like in a shed, we did a shed and we found three lawn mowers, uh, three leaf blowers, like three pieces of very expensive machines. And when I ask them, why do you have three? Sometimes it makes sense to have multiple because you use them in different locations and that's totally okay. But sometimes that's a result of clutter getting on the way, people not being able to find things easily, getting frustrated, and then it's easier to go to the store and buy a new one rather than find the one that you already have. That's the reality for a lot of people. That's why doing sessions sometimes with someone that is going to help you, it's an investment because you are going to stop buying duplicates you are going to stop wasting time you're going to stop paying late fees you're going to stop doing so many things that are just wasteful and your emotional toll doesn't have a price tag on it and so many times you are feeling so stressed frustrated uh communication doesn't flow with your family members and you cannot put a price tag to those things you cannot so make an investment in yourself if you need to and get help if you need to you don't have to do this alone okay this is very emotional, guys, very emotional. And some people go to uh, therapists, uh, psychologists, because uh, they need support. Why wouldn't you ask for support in this topic that is so emotional, that is tapping so deep into your soul, into your belief systems? And if you cannot do that alone, that's normal. I am a part of a circle. I am a part of another group that we meet on a weekly basis, and I listen to the recordings because I get on that energy. And my wife and I, sometimes we do uh, counseling together and now we sign up for a program. Uh, it's a, a couples program and it's to deepen our intimacy and our relationship. We're going we're gonna to be doing Imago dialogue, very intentional ways of communicating and clearly listening to each other. Guys, this is a never ending session. Okay. Hen and Jude, you can message Emilio for the list. Yeah, please. Uh, my email is, okay, let me type it here. Just uh, get a value. I'm just typing, guys. If you go here, I don't know if you can see, but it's KW Professional Organizers. Just type that on Google, and then just go to the website, and then you can find my email there, uh, or just type my name, Emilio Jose Garcia. And then I'm, I'm very happy 
to send you this this list okay we have it as a resource okay so guys uh we are almost at the end of the session uh objects hold energy we need to declare it and open all our windows amazing do i need it or do i just want it <laughs> amazing uh after the initial decluttering how often do you suggest doing the process again or do you just do a I think the question broke. Uh, oh, a quick declutter monthly or so Shari, this process is going to happen as often as your lifestyle changes. So let me put that in, into uh, a perspective. Let's say that you are, I don't know, I'm just making this up, but let's say that you are single, you live in your own apartment, you work in the same place and that happens for three or four years. Most likely you will need to make a huge decluttering. So you do it one time, you set your space to, to facilitate the lifestyle that you are living right now. And if nothing really changes, if your habits don't change, if you are not doing a, a different diet in the kitchen, if you are not changing the activities that you do, maybe you like biking, maybe you like playing tennis. So you have your tennis equipment, your bicycle equipment, and nothing really changes in, in three years, for example, most likely you will need to do a huge decluttering process very often because your lifestyle didn't change. Let's say that you get together with someone, okay? And that someone comes and lives with you and they bring all their stuff and they have, they play hockey and they play golf and they bring all their equipment. So that's a time for you to declutter, to assess, to create the space that is gonna fit both of your lifestyles together, okay? Let's say that then you are done, everything is good, then life goes on and maybe you have a, a, you have a baby. Now, that's another way when people need to declare, organize, set the space differently because your lifestyle has changed. Okay, so just think about that. At the end of the day, listen to yourself. You are going your lifestyle in your home. Anytime you are feeling frustrated, anytime you are feeling something emotional with the relationship that you have with your staff, every time that you feel that things are not flowing, Anything, anytime that you don't find what you need when you need it, that's a clear sign to me that you need to do a decluttering, a purge. You need to reassess the space. You need to reassess what's happening and how can you eliminate those frustrations and make the space better for your needs, okay? In our specific case, I can tell you that at least once a year, we declutter our kitchen, sometimes even twice. At least once a year, we declutter our closet the office closet that we have at least once a year like with COVID actually twice in one year we changed our shed because it changed from being our storage space for work and for doing sessions to becoming our sports and equipment shed because we don't do in-home sessions right now because of COVID and our daughter is growing so she has a bicycle we has a we have a bicycle trailer we sold our car so we we are carless so we have an electric scooter I have an electric skateboard. So we need to facilitate space for those new things, right? So we had to organize and declare the shit again with the new priorities in our lives. If things go back to normal and we start doing sessions and maybe we get a car again, the situation may change. So do you understand how it works? You just do it when you feel the need of doing it. Is the couple therapy part on Inside Timer? Uh, Faye, actually, I have a list of, of things to record for Inside Timer, and one of them is actually doing the, the Imago Dialogue. Uh, it, it's actually a book. Uh, 
a book from a guy called, uh, I can't remember the name, but it's if you just type Imago Dialogue, you will find it on, on Google very easily. It's honestly, it's really, really good for clear communication with your partner. Uh, after the initial, okay. Um, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you so much for all the valuable information you are sharing. You are most welcome guest. Anything else guys that, anything else guys that came up for you about this topic that I haven't, I have Just type in the comments because I'm very happy to, to tackle any other thing that I have a, for future sessions, guys, if you want, I also have, um, an exercise called am I a clatterer? And this is from an association in the U S called clatterers anonymous. And they have a, a series of questions that, that you can, you can ask yourself to just find out if you are a clatterer or not. And these questions are really good because it's going to bring a lot of awareness about how you feel, a lot of awareness about your lifestyle. And this is something that uh, I can do in another session. If you guys want, I can do this one and I can do, uh, there is an association called ICD, uh, Institute for chronically disorganized. And they have a clear quality of life scale. And it's the same idea. They have a bunch of questions that are going to really bring, shine the light on the lifestyle aspect of having physical credit and how you get affected by it. So I'm very happy to do these two things in another session next week. Uh, I know that answer, Diane, <laughs> that's okay. Everything can be changed. Remember this is so perfect for cancer season. Um, I love these sessions. Thank you so much, Monica, hanging on to everything. Uh, what system can I use for little stuff that is too much? Can you be more specific about little stuff that is too much? I'm, I'm not really, what, what do you mean by little stuff? Monica, I don't have three years ago and my new space is getting flattery. I'm feeling very motivated. Amazing, Monica. Amazing. Could you just name the 12 questions one more time? Yeah, you, I can name them. Number one, do I need it or just want it? Number two, does this item match my goals? Number three, do I want to create a home for it? Number four, is it easy to find another one? Number five, can I manage without it? Number six, do I love it? Number seven, are the time and storage costs worth it? Number eight, am I keeping it because of guilt? Number nine, is there any, anyone who may need it? Number 10, will a picture of it not meet my need for it? 11, am I keeping it to avoid something emotional? And 12, do I have more than one of it? Okay. Again, guys, if you, if you just send me an email, I can, I can send you the list uh, or you can, I don't know if you can snap a photo here, but if I leave it right there, can you guys see clearly? Maybe you can snap a photo with your phone or something. 
Yeah. So I am recording this session, guys. Actually, uh, I'm using a, a program to record it, and hopefully, I can upload the audio. So maybe you can just re-listen to it. Um, thanks, I missed nine. Uh, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine is. Is there anyone who may need it? Is there anyone who may need it? I tried one time actually guys to have a Word document and to copy and paste the stuff into the chat, but the chat only allows me for a very, very little information. So I couldn't really uh, paste the information all in one go. So I was trying to do that to make it easy for you guys, but it just didn't work. Have to go to drive my son to his training lessons, but looking forward to the next session. Thank you. Yeah, the next session is going to be um, someone requested last week how to ways to hold yourself accountable okay because so many times we do this exercise for example and then we say okay i'm going to declutter i'm gonna start with my kitchen and then you get started and then you just can't keep going right it just becomes you start facing the resistance you start facing a lot of stuff that you need to manage and then you just stop being accountable to yourself and you just drop the ball so next friday at 10 a.m i'm gonna be talking about ways to hold yourself accountable okay and then for the following week i'm gonna do a session on the last two things from here and then maybe i'll, I'll do something else that i have from my list but i will ask you again on friday okay um i missed the dotting journal session on friday please record it and upload it okay i will try that okay uh okay guys uh will your sessions to be recorded now can you put it in the circle I can try. I don't know how much I can type in it, but I can try to put it in the circle. Okay. Um, will all your sessions be recorded now? I don't know. Sometimes, uh, sometimes the audio is good enough, but sometimes I like to have a lot of visuals too. So in the last session I did about meal planning, for example, I had a lot of stuff that I was showing on screen. So I don't know how much value you can get from listening without being able to see it. So I don't know. I will try to do the audio for now and then see, see how it goes from there. Okay. What is your circle name? If you type Emilio Jose Garcia, you will find it. Uh, it's called your thriving lifestyle. So either of those two names, you will find it very quickly. And I just have a new course, self-care course that I publish on Inside Timer. You can find it. Uh, it's a great self-care course of 10 days. And we do, I do practices like what we do today, meditation. I do visualization, breath work, meditation, um, mirror work and affirmations. And every session is on a different topic and there is half practice and half. So it's a really good course that you guys can take. I asked you something impossible to record a session from last Friday. <laughs> Sorry, that's okay. I can, I can probably record it from the recording I have. I don't know how to do it yet, but I can, uh, I am very late and we look forward to your future sessions. Thank you, creative. Uh, thank you for joining. Yeah. So guys, thank you so much for being here. Uh, if you found value, just support me by giving me a donation or you can follow me and share the content with anyone that you think may be interested. Uh, I hope to see you on Friday. Okay. And uh, I'm live every Tuesday and Friday at 10 a.m. Okay and check out for the recording if I can upload it soon, okay? I love you guys. Have a great rest of your day.